When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone. This is the house. No, this is the Flow Track Podcast. Oh, Talk- whoa, whoa. I haven't done that in a while. Whoa. I haven't done that in a while. Oh. Flow Track Podcast. Flow Track Podcast. We get it. You have Gmail. two podcasts, Gmail. Kevin, Gmail. and you get us confused. I know. It's the worst thing you can do. This is the one with video cameras. You called me the wrong name. I called you Gordon. You called me the Subscribe podcast. to our YouTube channel. Uh, thanks for which, which YouTube channel? The the Flow Track YouTube Only channel YouTube or House channel of Brunch? I am remotely involved in. Gordon's got some gift cards here because we're getting ready this week for our gift card spectacular. Uh, I spent a decent portion of the morning calling a lot of what, what are they? One, are they one eight eight? What are the numbers on here? To check the balance. Oh, these are eight hundred numbers, I guess. Um, and putting in long account numbers and pin numbers to figure out balances. So we're gonna do that. Uh, next week we're gonna record it this week but we're gonna do it next week so those of you in the running for a, a gift card get excited it's coming your way you excited yeah well i thought why did i bring them today because we're gonna i'm gonna make a sheet okay so that way we know what to put on the wheel got it we're, we're auctioning them off yeah not auctioning them off but we're spinning the wheel this one's worth a lot this is like 25 bucks yeah so that's at one end of the spectrum the other end of the spectrum is this bad boy i'll show it to people who are watching right now baskin robbins Called this one this morning, 72 cents. That's what's left. It said- <laughs> That's a topping. So- That's a topping, right? When the automated uh, voice said, your balance is 72. For a moment, I was like, I have a $72 <laughs> Baskin Robbins gift card. That is insane. Who gave me that much Baskin Robbins money? And it said cents. Sounds like, ah. Uh, almost. Also, it says Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins there, so maybe you could get a get it at Dunkin'. extra shot of espresso. So in your it's coffee. not about the gift card if you win that; it's just the experience. Of Everybody the likes card. mail, right? You get to yeah. open up um, a piece of mail. There'll be a note in there. This one's worth like twenty Gordon. to twenty-five bucks. Going. This is a this is two movie tickets right here. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, first of all, how was your weekend? Weekend was great. There was no track though, right? There was basically zero track. There was none. There was not a whole lot. Like Josh Kerr ran a half marathon. And you like put that in bold on the rundown. Like Josh Kerr runs half marathons. Like, all right, well, when milers are running half marathons, um, there's not much. We do have, we've started the announcement season. And what I mean by announcement season is such and such is running this event at Milrose or so-and-so is going to run this race in Paris. And this is going to be a record attempt. And this, of course, is going to continue all throughout the North season. Then it's going to go into outdoor season two. And you get all these announcements and sometimes they're bigger news because of just where they land in the calendar, right? Yeah. They get more attention than they need to get. But other times they're legitimately, oh my gosh, this person's going to go for a record on this date. It's also hard to keep track of them too. But I like the idea of ranking them. I like the idea of ranking them, right? One, two, three. Because we have three here that I want to throw to you. And you rank them. So what's the one that you're most interested in? You can, you can explain why. We can discuss it. And then number two, and then number three. So the first one, Keely Hodgkinson announced she'll be running a 600 indoors going after the British record. She's going to run at the Manchester World Indoor Tour bronze meet in 
January. The record, the British mark is 125.81. That's your first choice. Your second choice, Milrose announced the women's 300. Steiner, Prandini, the two big names there. And then the Milrose 3000 was the other one. Josh Kerr, the aforementioned half marathoner. Cooper Tier, Jordy Beamish, etc. That field's always usually really good. There's some other names in there as well too. But give me, give me your number one and why. Of the three announcements. So Steiner, Prandini, Brown in a 300. Kelly Hodgkinson in a 600. And Kerr, Tier, Beamish in a 3K. Yeah, those are your choices. I mean, Nico Young's also in the 3K. Grijalva, Klecker, McDonald. It's got that pro-college mix like it always seems to do. You know what I'm going to say. Oh, you're going to go with Melrose 300, I'm yes. guessing. Because we're going to see an American record. Ooh, excited. Indoor American Indoor 300 American record? 300 record, which is what? Let's figure that out. What is the Indoor American 300 record? You know what? We might even 35, see 3571. Let's go says. for the world record. Conera Hayes has the American record 3571. She ran that in 2017 in Clemson. Mm-hmm. Arena Prevalvo. Prevalova. Prevalova. She has a world record tied with Shawnee Miller Weibo. Um, Miller Weibo did it at Miller Rose in 2018. So 35 45. Steiner's run 3580. She did that in December. Of she's 2021. Yeah, she's going to run 35-3. So we're going to see a world record. World yeah. record. So I'm going to choose a world record over a British record or a 7-30-3K. That's won by sit and kick by Jordy Beamish over Luis Scorhalva. Hey, don't get to that one yet. You got to give me your number two and then your number three. We're, st- we're giving the number one okay. spot. So. Number, number one is 100% Abby Steiner, fresh off the Bowerman Award. Yep. Um, but more importantly, it'll be her first year as a pro. Excited what she does. She ran a fast 300 her, seen her last season at Kentucky. I mean, she's it's kind of like a sweet spot for her too because yeah. she's she can run 48-second split 400. She knows she can run a great in the 200. So a 300 naturally is that marquee distance for her with being able to flirt with both the two and the four. Similar to Shawnee Miller-Webo. Miller-Webo, great 400-meter runner, great 200-meter runner. Yeah. This is... Abby's basically a younger version of Shawnee and see what she can do as she enters her peak. I want to see how she handles indoors as a pro too, because when the 200 is your best event, sometimes you don't race a lot. Yeah. Basically all the time you don't race a lot as a pro because you're not going to get up. You don't on see the, Noah Lyles. On the bank. You see him in the 60. Sometimes, yeah. So does she, does she do like Lyles does? And does she spend a lot of time doing the 60? Does she just make a couple appearances in off distances? That's that's what I want to see. But yeah, I can see her doing 60, 300s, and 400s, and then call to – I mean, there's no world team to make this year. So she may do the 60 USAs, but I doubt it. I bet you Steiner's just thinking, collect a, a few appearance fees, do maybe a, a 300 here, maybe a 400 there, and then just get ready for you know Texas relays or something. Outdoors. Yeah. Outdoors. Yeah. Well – Milrose oftentimes, even though it's earlier in the season, ends up being one of the best meets. Yeah. But that, New Balance, and then, you know, Lee Venn's been really good. Birmingham will be really good as well. But you never know when the best indoor meet is when there's no world indoor championships. Yeah. Even, in, even when there is world indoor championships, sometimes you still don't know when the best indoor meet is going to happen. It's just a month later you think, oh, okay, that was the best one. We should do a, a game uh, either beginning of January or maybe this is another idea for one of the other podcasts. Will they run USA's? Mm. And then we'll just run, say a name, and you predict whether or not they'll run USA's this year. Mm. 
Might as well just spin a wheel. Yeah. Think yes or no. And then we'll select. It's like if they if they know if they if we say no, then we spin it, and then the spin can make us force them to change their mind. Yeah. You got to do a pitch. Yeah. At that point, we have to do a pitch straight to the camera. So why Fred Curley should be running the 60, 60. You need run the sixty, please. Yeah. Okay. I like it. All right, number two. What's the second most interesting race out of these three? Yeah. So you, the one you have left is Hodgkinson in a six, and then you have the three. It's got to be the, to me. To me, it's the three. I think it's the three K. Uh, seeing the, pre- I always liked you know the presence of like the younger pros versus the older collegiates, kind of get a good mix and match. You know, you might see collegiate records in contention. Obviously, Nico Young's going to be there, mm-hmm. and then you know you see some fun like sitting kicks here because Morgan McDonald he can kick. We know what uh, Grahalva can do. He's fourth at Worlds. Joe Klecker he's an animal. And then you obviously have the Beamishes of this world. Josh Kerr. He can handle it. Josh Kerr just becomes a little bit of a more of a interesting entry. Yeah. If it would have been like uh, Josh Kerr's gonna go there, run seven forty five, and get eighth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But now that you see that he's running these half marathons, yeah, or marathon, it's not thons, <laughs> just singular half marathon. Yeah. You think okay, he's putting in some of the mileage. He's putting in some of the more of the distance stuff to try to maybe. I mean, it is unique though because typically. Great 1500 meter runners can also be together fast 5Ks. Yeah. You know, obviously Jakob Ingerbertson marquee that, but even someone like Centro, who is primarily 1500, Centro did eventually go down like the 13 0. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Kerr, never been that. He's yeah. never thrown down the fast 5K in his entire career. Yeah. And he's what, 25 or 26 now? 25. 25. So you think maybe now's the time where Kerr starts running more? Then three and a half laps or three and three quarters. No, laps. I think this is probably more Kerr trying to address some sort of weakness that maybe he saw in his game. Or he just wanted to go to San Diego for a weekend. And this race ended up being really – look how fast this race is. I've, I didn't run this race. I think I was going to. And then I ended up running a, a different half marathon in San Diego back when I lived in California. Like this is a, it's a popular race. But it's not guys showing up and running 62. Like, feel bad for just the club runners out in San Diego who are looking for some age group love out there. Sergio Reyes, Reyes 6229. Chad Hall, Ryan brother, 6245. I mean, Henry Wynn ran 65. Yeah. So the Brooks guys went out there. Kerr, 6344. You know, the course is fast, but that's, that's still a legit time. I don't know if it means anything, or maybe maybe he always was sixty three forty four on this course, but he just never ran the half. But you're right, Kerr was never a cross guy either. Yeah, Kerr wasn't like Oliver Hoare, who no. could go out there and get you know, a top twenty finish. Yeah, be all American and cross, and then also be a miler. Like he was more of the Cole Hawker side of things, yeah. you'd say, than the Cooper Tier side of things. It's just where his profile went. But maybe maybe he's looking at this as, hey, I'm getting a little older. Maybe working on the strength a little bit more. I'm not sure. Could be nothing. Could be something, but it does. If he's doing it just to get us more interested in him running a 3K, that's a win. It worked. He used the San Diego holiday half extremely effectively to Whoever get us excited about PR, this. Press PR guy is smart move. Yeah. And San Diego holiday half, whoever their PR person is. All the agents of Milers, <laughs> tell them to all go to run half marathons and we'll get us talking about you. Yeah. I mean, this, that's a pretty good time. I mean, it's very good for a, for a Miler. Yeah. From a more of a miler eight guy than a miler five guy. Imagine, Every time he runs a five, he just looks. You can just tell. All right, this is a training run. Yeah, he just looks at. He look, doesn't look comfortable. Yeah. Me. And then last, I put Keely Hodgkinson because as much as you say I love the six hundred, 
I don't really. You do love the 600. The first time I do, there's a 600. I do love the 600. First time You're there's right. a American Collegian top five 600 performance yeah. on the show. Hell, I'm, top 10. I'm ready. I got lose. the top 15 yeah. list. You're really good at creating categories and having people get in the top 10 list of it. Um, it's because it's a way for me to really get excited about 800 meter runners. And I, I love th- the 800. It's my favorite event. It's what I ran. So I love it. And 600 is like the fun, like sideshow circus to the 800. The, the case for this is that 800 meter runners take indoor usually pretty seriously as a as a group not yeah. all of them but as a group they do because they can they can run their event um without it being too weird you know the 400 meter runners it is strange because it's a lane race now all of a sudden you're not lanes 200 meter runners all of a sudden it's banked and you know it's not banked outdoors um so you get some big names running it also the other reason why i think this is kind of fun like i think mo has a legit 600 pb that was one of those, yeah. those big races that she ran. So you have a pretty good marker there. I expect Keeley because she's legit. That she's going to break this record. And if you talk about uh, indoors as a time for wait, wait. athletes. She's going to break the British record. Break the British record. Yeah. She, I don't think she's going to break the world record. But yeah. if you talk about indoors as this time to address, you know, shortcomings that you think you have, wouldn't it be for Hodgkinson to just work on the shorter, work on the speed? If you're talking about her versus Mo. Because most foreign PB is just crazy. I mean, she's not going to get to where Thing Mo is in a couple months, but shorten that gap, perhaps. Maybe that's the thinking too. You re- you ready for a new segment? Yeah, it's new segment alert, Kevin. Let's see how smart you are. Hit me with at six hundred meter top ten lists. Yeah. Okay. I'm. There are one, two, three, four, five. Can you name? The top five U.S. women in the indoor 600. You get six guesses to get five. If you successfully pull this off, I'll give you one of these gift cards. We won't even give it to the fans. You just get it. No, I don't want to give it. I won't take it from the fans. So I need to. I need to name the top five. The top five. And I only have six guesses. And you get six guesses. All right, Mo. Mo is one. Rogers. Rogers is two. Not number two, but Audrey Wilson. Audrey Wilson's another. So I need two more. Yes. Olivia Baker. No. Now you got to go two for two. 600. Indoors. Should I I be nice to you? You should give me another guess. I'll be nice to you. One of them was run in 2013. The other one was run in 2017. Phoebe Wright? No. Who are they? Alicia Matania. Oh, I should have got that. And this is the one I didn't think you'd get. Courtney Ocola. I would not have gotten that. I would not have gotten that. Yeah. Montano, I should have got. Montano, yeah. Just man, when we were prepping for end of the year stuff, it's crazy how quickly you forget about things. I was looking back to mid outdoor season, and I'd forget forgotten stuff that was happening. So 2013, 2014 for me. Before I had a, I was right when I had one kid. I was, th- I was thinking about like podcast segments. I was like, what did we get right and wrong in 2022? And I was like, there's no way I'm going to remember no. anything I got right or wrong. No. I mean, there's one thing I know I got wrong, and there's one thing I know I got right, and then the rest is just blur. It all just blends together. Yeah. Well, and you, there's a couple meets that you remember, and then a lot of just... Like, I was looking at NCAA indoor winners. Do you know who won the women's 800 NCAAs? Women's 800? Yeah, your, supposedly your favorite event, the 800. Do you know who won the women's 800 at NCAAs? I don't, but I can make a guess. Yes. 
I know the BYU girl got second. Right? That's not what I asked. Who was it? Not what I asked. It wasn't it? It wasn't Clemson. Was it Clemson? No. All right. Where are what was the school? What was the school? Boise State. Schoenfeld? Schoenfeld, yeah. Really? Yeah. Christy Schoenfeld? Mm. Yeah. What is the school? Is if that's just like there should be nine different 800 meter runners that could win it? <laughs> Come on. That's well. Yeah. I could have said conference or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it was or like Julian Alfred won 100 outdoors. And Melissa Jefferson finished pretty far back. Yeah. But then Melissa Jefferson won indoors, and then Melissa Jefferson went on to win outdoors. Go USA USA's team outdoors. and all that stuff. Yeah. So pretty crazy. All right, that was awesome. Great job ranking those, Gordon. Those You're welcome. Three. Yeah, I think that was terrific. Is that the pod? Are we done? No, we got okay. <laughs> so we got two really good emails. We got a guest IPR update on the US ATF marathon bid story. Did you read this or not? Because if you didn't read it, I'm not going to talk about it with you. We should save it for next time. You didn't read it. All right. You didn't no, read it. I gonna... read. You told. You gave me the spark notes that there was yeah. a conflict of interest. Yeah. That's what I know. Okay. I don't. I didn't. I didn't read the whole thing. You gotta read the whole thing. There's all I sorts read the of headline. Stuff. There's all sorts of stuff in there. Well, why don't you educate me? This is a pretend I'm one of the people in the podcast audience. The podcast audience is smart. I'm joining they the definitely... chat. I'm joining the chat. I'm gonna I, be in the chat. I don't and see I you. Can... I don't see you in there. Well, we talked about how the. Uh, Board wanted, they recommended Chattanooga Nuga, but and then they ended up Orlando. going to Orlando. And then we found out later on, due to reporting from Sarah Lorge Butler of Runner's World, that Chattanooga's bid had been disqualified. And the yeah. reason, this, there's a second article that details why it was disqualified over a conflict of interest. So Jim Estes, who's on the board of directors for USATF, was advising Chattanooga's bid. Where the issue comes up was, according to the article, he didn't hide this at all. Like at every step of the way, he's like, hey guys, I'm advising on this bid. I'm advising on this bid. I'm advising on this bid. Let me know what steps I should take. I'm disclosing the conflict of interest. And it wasn't until like the second time or third time, like asking that, or bringing it up, that it got the attention. And then, you know, USOPC investigates and then they say, okay, the bid is disqualified. Um, it was strange because he also had to disclose he's like working with the the USA Badminton, and it was when he was disclosing USA Badminton that they went and looked back and said, "Oh, he's also involved in the in the Chattanooga bid." He showed up at the site visit, and then they told him to leave, which is where I think it, from reading the article, it's like where things kind of finally came to a head. But he said, "Hey, listen, I was just following the protocol that you guys laid out, which was I'll, I'll recuse myself from any sort of." meetings or deliberations about it and in fact he joined like a zoom call where they were going to talk about it and and they told him hey we're going to talk about it so he logged off the thing is though and sarah mentioned this article they can make a recommendation it doesn't mean anything <laughs> you know what i mean like so they made this recommendation but then it goes to the main office and the main office can make yeah. whatever call that they want um it would have been interesting to know what the main office would have done if there wasn't this sort of feeling or issue. Like if they were just viewing these two bids equally, would they have gone along with what the board said and give it to Chattanooga? Ultimately, it's not exactly the same. I talked about how it was basically a mirror image of 2016 yeah. with LA versus Houston. doesn't seem to be exactly, but it does seem to be similar in terms of just you get a headache reading about this stuff. And it seems super complicated and super convoluted. Yeah, there's a paragraph from the article at no point uh as he said was he told that his involvement with chattanooga would cause the city's bid to be disqualified 
If he had heard that, he would have had two choices, resign from the board or stop working with Chattanooga. He would have stepped away from Chattanooga. He wouldn't have wanted to be the reason the city couldn't move forward as a candidate to host. Yeah. Do you think this is more of a, like, they're just using it as a way to justify going against the recommendation? No, I think it's more just they didn't have a plan. And then it got really far along in the process. And then people came in from the outside and said, hey, wait a minute. Have you cleared this thing up? And then everyone's like, wait, what? And then it's they, they don't want the bad PR of, oh, this person's affiliated with the bid and the board. And oh, of course, oh, that, yeah. that, that city got it. The thing is, and, and it's mentioned in the article, it's not uncommon for people who sit on boards like this to have conflicts of interest because... There's not that many people out there in the world who are like experts yeah. in very specific uh, dimensions of sport. Like he also advises major marathons, like too. Like he, he advises yeah. Houston and all this other stuff. So the key is: do you disclose it? Are you transparent about it? And is it out there? I don't know. The thing is, is if it was moved to like Los Angeles, like there was the feeling in 2016 that like they wanted LA because they're talking about big city and getting all this attention. I don't think does that same feeling exist with Orlando? It's like ah. Oh, or and if Eugene got it, people obviously be like, "Whoa, okay, Eugene getting everything. Yeah, like, that's a problem." But the fact that it's Orlando, I don't know. To me, it's I know it's a bigger city than than, than Chattanooga, obviously, but it didn't doesn't seem like it's this behemoth in marathon running, um, and it doesn't seem like there's this coziness with USATF where people would be all suspicious about it. I don't know. Again, it's just one of those things where because marathon because the Olympic trials. Or have all this oversight, they're probably just being overly cautious in how things are administrated. And it's just, I don't know, it's the Olympics, right? Olympic trials. It's, it's, not, it's not run like a full-on professional sport. Yeah. Professional sport, they would have had a bid, and they'd be like, all right, cool, moving on, next. So, all right. We That's had a, all. We had a situation in 2016. Yeah. We now have a situation in 2024. Yeah. 2028. Should we just give it to LA and like call just it a now, day? Now. Like we don't have to worry about this. It's just LA, 2028. You're hosting the Olympic Trials Marathon. Would you be in favor of a permanent site for the marathon trials? Yeah. Save money on the bidding. Yeah. Just go to Austin. So you know what's interesting? If you scroll down, just go to Austin. Scroll uh sorry, scroll up when it talks about so Orlando because they got disqualified, they said, okay, Orlando, you want it then? Here's what you gotta do. This is interesting. So they, ha they asked Orlando to increase the prize money to 600000 and it was uh, four hundred eighty in 2020. They had to cover the hotel rooms for all the qualifiers for three nights, provide transportation to and from the airport for athletes. They asked for changes to the start and finish and asked for assurances. This is quoting directly from the article that no portion of the course would be on a brick road. Orlando agreed, uh, and then they had it. So... Did Orlando know that they were bidding against nobody? I don't know. That's not because like, they could have said no deal. Yeah. Literally, and that's the other problem here, right? Just the lack of cities willing to do this, I think, is troubling long term. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Also, it is kind of crazy that one of the terms is you got to provide transportation. I know there's a lot of athletes, but it just seems like sm such small stakes. Yeah. For what we're talking about here, and that seems like the least. Uh, Got to rent a couple vans. Yeah, it seems the least big issue. Yeah, no brick road though. Like just have a shuttle service. Like no brick road. I mean, zero brick roads. Why are they against brick roads? 
Yeah, what do they have against brick roads? I mean, is Are that they yellow? You know what? Maybe they know vapor flies don't do well on brick roads. Is that and it? This is Nike coming in the USATF and being like, yo, theories. we need our Nike athletes to do best because the socking issues work really well on brick roads. <laughs> I love it. That's what I think is happening. Brick road gate. Are you all good with this story now? Y'all caught up? Well, so if we find out, what we should do is we should find out the course and then in the middle of the night, go plant some bricks. Some bricks? On the course. I mean, it's probably because it's like slippery, but I just, were they, was, so was their initial, I'm guessing the initial course had a section where there was a block where it was brick, right? And they probably thought, oh, this is cool. Nostalgia, get to run through bricks. This is awesome. They said, yeah, no. Do you think Orlando, do you think they also asked Orlando a clause, like you cannot have them run through Disney World? Yeah. Well, that wasn't the course. The guy, it's the same director though. It was a Disneyland marathon. I wish it was in Disney. It'd be fun. What if one of the things is like fast passes for me and my friends? That, that, that's what it should have said. Like just for like Max, like just lifetime fast pass for Max Eagle. I mean, I wouldn't be mad. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Would you rather? That would be a great perk. Yeah. No. Maybe the, one of these is a fast. Maybe we should give out fast passes. Fast. <laughs> uh, Jonathan in the chat, Brickgate 2024. Yeah, exactly. Let's figure out what the deal is with the bricks. Um, people should show up to... <laughs> Waving, waving bricks around no don't do that uh all right we got some emails here that i want to read Ooh, i like emails um, first one from will that's a long email yeah, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna cliff notes it for you okay, okay. i'm gonna cliff notes for you. i'm not gonna read every single word here but appreciate him writing it. you ready yep um first one is about warholm's formula record he thinks there's one person who can break it and Form- that person's Formula hurdle world record. I think the one person that can break that world record is not Red Benjamin, is not Allison Dos Santos. It's Grant Holloway. Oh. He says his 400 meter split from 2019 is 4375. He's taller. says his hurdle technique is better and has the speed and explosiveness. Um, Kevin is probably going to disagree because Grant doesn't have the 110 hurdle record yet, but what's 0.01 to a goat? What's 0.01 to a goat? That's a great t shirt. Yeah. Slowly. Put it on there. What's point of one to go? So you're asking me if I agree or disagree? Yeah. What do you think? I mean... You're not going to get much disagreement from Gordon on if Grant Holloway can do anything. fill in the blank. Yeah, no. I think he 100% can. Uh, problem is Grant Holloway has zero interest in running farther than 110 meters. Mm-hmm. Like, once you get to 111, he's like, I'm sick of this shit. Uh, I've been trying to get him to run the 400 hurdles since his freshman year yeah. in college. He tells me to shut up. It says, Gordon, mind your own business. He says other stuff to you, too. Yeah. But... <laughs> in love. Uh, no, but uh, he would. I mean, again, we have to wor- live in a world where he actually would try to do it, which I don't think that world would ever exist because yeah. he's not really incentivized to do that. But he does have the build. He does have the talent. Yeah. And well, his coach talked about it, too, didn't he? Like, just putting the two things together. It's like, look at. You can hurdle and look at what he ran a flat yeah. four or a four by four split. Not but like, hard. is one ten hurdling though a little bit different from four hundred meter oh, hurdling? It's definitely so, different. Like, I mean, Sydney was able to show a little bit of prowess in the hundred hurdles like yeah. a year or two ago, um, but it wasn't. It's if I mean it's a different st- like it's different like steps are different in a four hundred like it's a much different exercise than one ten hurdling. So. 100%. But he has the flexibility. That's all we're getting at. He has the flexibility to get over a hurdle. Yes, he can get over a hurdle. He can definitely get over a hurdle. When does the statute of limitations end on winning athletes? I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. 
where it's like, hey, man, you're 31. Like, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, like when Jeremy Warner ran the 800. Yeah, like at a certain point, you get outside of that zone of being able to switch events. Or if you do switch events, it's you're switching because you're you're not as fast as you were your old event. I mean, it would just be fun to see Grant do it once. Like, just like, hey, go out there. You may run 48 seconds, but who cares? Well, you have like, to you're not going to hurt yourself. You have to get his steps and stuff all yeah, like that's the problem. Four hurdles is like the least that in the pole vault. You yeah, just jump in and do yeah, it. That's true. That's true. See how it goes. That's true. I guess anything that you're throwing, you probably wouldn't want to do that either, or really jumping. But on the running side of things, even steeple's less of an issue. Maybe 2026, right? That'll be the time. Is that it? When okay. he when he does it, off here. We'll have to have him back on the show and ask him. You know, it'll be a good for the hundredth time. You know, it'll be a good idea for off year. Hmm. Make it illegal to run an event that you've ran more than three times in the past two seasons. Or. So everyone can't yeah, do yeah. their own event. It's say, illegal to do your own event. Yeah. Or you so could, like, if you run it, you're ineligible for it in 2027. But then what if they're really good and they want to switch? No, I don't, no, I don't want to no. Basically, I want to see all the 100-meter runners. You got to start running 400s. All the 400-people runners run 100s or 800. Like, you got to. Yeah go with different this is a directions. good segment for december 2025 yeah we're just three years ahead so that pod is going to be amazing it's gonna be a great pod it's gonna be amazing but would that be fun if we just made it illegal to do your own event yeah um it's like the purge but he's track. talking about next up uh more on hurdles how, how unlucky is devin allen preseason he sets his goal to win worlds get a world record go to the nfl win a super bowl sounds like the most unrealistic dream ever right turns out his goal is more realistic um he beats grant 0.04 off the record. Um, he says, I think he's still on the practice team. Oh, he's talking about uh, now in the NFL. Um, Let me tell you about Devin Allen. I've been following this. First of all, I, up, I follow, I'm a big Eagles fan, 13 and 1, greatest team in America. Of all time? Of all time. 13 and 1. I mean, if they win the next three games, they're going to be 16 and 1. No team's ever gone 16 and 1. Let that facts, be known. Facts, Let that facts, be known. Facts. Uh, but. So he's on the practice squad, and I followed transactions on Eagles. And there is always like a wide receiver that gets released from the practice squad, like on a weekly basis. Yeah. And Devin Allen is never one of them. Interesting. So what I'm saying is he's been able to maintain his spot on that practice squad <laughs> week after week after week. You know, Devin Allen is like one and a half injuries away from like being in a Super Bowl. You heard it here. He's because uh, he's like probably sixth in line he's like sixth on the depth chart in wide receivers and so including the actual starters yeah. or sixth for the practice squad including the starters there's three four uh yeah he's six okay let's say he's the top uh he's the top wide receiver among practice squad yeah well he's saying basically that makes him unlucky because he's not quite there almost there, not quite there but i think his his what's going to happen for him is you do this for a year you show that you're able to learn the playbook, and then going into next year, he's like more reliable. He maybe becomes their punt returner, or he gets added last minute because an injury scores a game winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. Eagles retires from football, comes back to the NFL, breaks the world record, wins the gold medal at the World Championships, and then just retires from that too. And then goes back, retires, and goes just back. <laughs> Uh, Gordon should have a new segment called Things That Will Never Happen. Personalist Lyle's winning the 100 and the 200 in any global championship. If he tries to attempt, then Gordon is right about Kenny B winning the 200. No, had a great 200 season, but that's because Aaron Knighton set the tone for this year and had Noah nervous. Uh, his next topic is Sydney. Um, 
What was his statement in that sentence? I don't Nothing, know. really. He's, he's, just, he's just, just talking out loud? He's just saying that you he's should He's just have, doing his own mini podcast within the email? <clears throat> he's saying you should have a segment called Things Will Never Happen. Uh, okay. He's talking about sending the 800 now. Okay. So I think if she ran three or four 800, she could run 157 mid. What do you think about that? So a thing runs 155? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe, mm, no, nah, I'll probably go 158 high. It's, 158 high. Yeah, you got, yeah, I, think, I don't know how many miles she's running. Like, she has, she has speed. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like you need a, I'd say comfortable. It takes time to get that. I'd say endurance. comfortably under like 202, but I think people just, people throw around elite times way too easily. But breaking two is very different now than it was 10 years ago. Yeah, that's true. More women are doing it. It's yeah. becoming more of a that's normal. True. But it's if she ran two hundred one, would you be surprised? I wouldn't. I mean, she she'll run two hundred one. The thing is, the one fifty eight nine only comes with like I have to do this or else they're gonna kill my entire family type run. Whoa, that is way too aggressive. I thought you were just saying that's her new event and she has to run it. To, like, no, because like gold. yeah, okay. that or win gold. Okay, yeah, that's very aggressive. I mean, All what would make you run faster? The chance to win Olympic gold so or the chance to save your family. Here's the thing. Your body can only go so fast. I hate to tell you. Really? That, yeah. Your adrenaline, I think, peaks out at a certain point, doesn't it? I'm not a scientist, no, but it okay, feels like sure, there's a, if a dog is – like if a bear is chasing you in the woods, do you think you could run the world record in the mile? Obviously not. But like, I probably would run faster in a mile with a bear chasing me than with the prospect of getting an Olympic medal. Yeah, but like – Right, ja- but like in one in one version, ja- Jakob Ingebrigtsen is just running along, running for a ho hum Diamond League win. In the other version, you're being chased by a bear, and if the bear catches you, he's going to eat you. Does Jakob Jakob's still beating you? But does Jakob break the world record if a bear is chasing him? I don't think. Well, it depends if you think he breaks the world record now. Does it get him that extra point oh 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 one percent? I'm just saying, if Maybe. we put a bear on the track and Jakob is running, he's running three twenty five in the fifteen hundred. You think so? Yeah. You don't think so? It seems like the next Hunger Games plot. I really think if you put bears behind elite athletes, Sydney's breaking fifty seconds in the four hundred hurdles. I just don't. We need to figure out the science on adrenaline. It's, I, I, you can go out too fast though too like the bear isn't going to pace itself that's the thing we have to assume it's a pace to bear okay but how many of those be- like is that a grizzly bear or black bear like which ones are going to like listen to the instructions of the starter like or the, the meat director right yeah I mean they have they were able to get a bear to do cocaine and act in a movie that's true have you seen this movie trailer I've seen the trailer of course cocaine uh, bear it's called cocaine Ray Liotta's final Film. That's kind of crazy. It's sad. A lot of big name actors, like Harry Russell, the, the whole cast of the Americans, which is an amazing show from a few years ago. Is Elizabeth is, Banks is directing it? It's just incredible. But I don't. Yeah, I just think the the bears got one speed, so you need to just get away from it. I don't think it's you're thinking show. about. I'm just thinking about the adrenaline part. Part. Yeah. You know the whole like if you can like you know like the mother gains strength to save her kids. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Does that apply to the speed? I think there's that well that, that you can tap into that you didn't know was there that freaks you out. But it, it's like it's not going to make me run faster than Jakob or, yeah. or lift more weights than – like I can't Kovacs. lift it. Yeah, I'm not going to get a car off of my body no matter what the 
situation is. I'm sorry. Sorry to my loved ones. <laughs> or if we're riding together in a car, <laughs> I can only do what I can do. I don't know. That's the fetus mentality, man. You should have I'm gonna a little... try. I'm gonna not that I'm not gonna try, but it's just it's science, right? I don't know. Brandon says a grizzly bear can sprint faster than a racehorse. Not sure what you th- think you're doing. That is fast. Yeah, I don't think anyone can not run. How fast is a racehorse? Could any human beat a racehorse? No. What are you? What are you talking about? They no. run. They run like. Isn't the what pace are they going in? Like the Kentucky. Are they going race? faster than they're Fred like, Curley in a hundred? They're in like a two minute mile, dude. Quarter, how that, fast? Does that say fifty five miles per hour? Yeah, but how fast is Curly in a hundred? Thirty. It's going third. Average horse speed is approximately thirty miles per hour. That's pretty fast. Five by a hundred. Point. What's grizzly bears at thirty five? Man, Brandon, you're on top of it. What is nine point seven seconds Bolt, in hundred? Bolt was like what twenty? Wasn't Google Google Bolt speed? Bolt mile per hour. I want to say twenty seven. Twenty six. Twenty seven and a half miles per hour. Boom. But that's with a standing start. Right. What? The horses have to start behind a gate. Yeah. You put a horse. You oh, give, here we go. We got. Here we go. We got. We got the image. You got. You give. You give a horse like a little bit of block coaching. Let's zoom in on Can here. Imagine right. how good it would be. So Bolt is faster than an elephant. He's slower than a domestic cat. That's. I don't believe that. Mm. A cat is faster than Bolt. Shout out to the pronghorn antelope, by the way. It's moving. Like they put a car. Like yeah. Do you guys know Bolt is slower than a car? <laughs> <laughs> Never would have guessed that. <laughs> what? Did not see that one coming. Oh my goodness, what's the difference? Brandon also says Jesse Owens used to beat racehorses 100-yard sprints, but he had a running start. Yeah, it all just depends on like how quick the horse can get out. I don't yeah. know. I mean, that just... And if the horse is hungry or not. Well, Sean Crawford famously raced a zebra and a giraffe in Man vs. Beast on Fox. I remember that. And he destroyed the giraffe because the giraffe couldn't get out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the zebra, once it got going, it was like game yeah. over. Yeah, they're not good starters. Yeah. They, Animals. They, their drive phase is lacking. They need to get their act together. All right, last part of the... Work of on this, their drive phase. This last email here. Uh, he said he's tired of dodging. He wants Miller-Webo versus Sydney in the 400. Whiteman not to uh, to race Jakob in the 15. And he said he wants Kerr to stop dodging racing in general. This is funny because we just talked about him running a half and a... <laughs> Speaking of... Will Kerr run European indoors? I don't know. Do you care about European indoors? Cause, oh, because of Whiteman? Because Whiteman be there and, and yeah. J- Jakob could be yeah. there? Yeah, I think he'll run it. He didn't run indoors. He didn't run indoor worlds last year. That's right. He did run he the did race. He did a podcast with us during world indoors. He did run a race, though, where he wrote British mile record on his shoes before he went out and broke the British mile record. Yeah. So I give him credit for that. Uh, P.S. I'm still mad about Chaz not winning the Bowerman. Thank you. There's a support group. I, I'll All create right. a Facebook group. Right. Um, but... uh. Yeah, I mean, do you think Shawnee will race? I mean, we're not going to see it, right? Because Shawnee's leaving the four, and yeah. Sydney's entering the four. Yeah, it is a bummer. I think there's so many opportunities to race, though. You'd think they could just run one when they're crossing, like, on their way out. Who do you think is advising them not to race each other, their coaches or themselves? I don't think anybody's advising them not to race each other. I think, I they, think it's the coaches. I think it was an independent decision because Miller Weibo made that way before Sydney said anything about running the quarter. No, but I mean like I think it's the coaches don't like it when their athletes 
lose. So they, I think the coaches encourage dodging. I think coaches don't want athletes to strain unnecessarily. I think that's part of it too. Yeah. And they're like, hey, stay away from that. Why race this person? Because we know how competitive you are, and you're gonna get after it. I'm just saying. This is, we're coming up on 2023. Yeah, it's world championships, but McLaughlin and Miller Weibo's careers are defined by Olympics at this point, right? Yeah. That's really the, 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 the big thing. I mean, you could say world championships too, but they've, they've accomplished so much. There's so many opportunities to race. Do you think we could find one time when they could race each other in a quarter, right? There's no rules that says, oh, I'm officially out of this event now, so I'm no longer allowed to, to run it. So. All it would take was both of them just being eager and willing to go go after it. No, it. all it would take is someone saying, "I will give you money if you do it." A lot of money, yeah. And that's the only thing that will. That's the other part too. Like, they don't like what's us your wanting it, fans wanting it. That's not what they do. What's your for. budget for the four hundred too? That's the other thing, right? Because yeah. then you're you're blowing all your money in one race if you're a meet director. I I mean everybody wants to see it, right? And it, they're they're young enough to where both of them could could do it. That's the other part too. There's the, there's very few limitations. The only limitations is. The things that track puts on itself. I thought you were going to say something of the deep human there. mind. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, exactly. You only point oh one away from being the goat from goat. Is that what was that line? Yeah, point oh one. Point one from goat. Point oh one. Point oh one. Hundred from, from a goat. Hundred from a goat. You know what I mean, though, right? Like, if it'd be one thing if one's at the beginning. Like, how do we get Kipchoge versus Bekele? Like all that sort of stuff. It just it's a little more complicated. Fewer opportunities to race a marathon. Fewer uh, real big, big moments left because of how old they are. This is not that. This is just like, hey, we could, they could both race. But I don't. I would be so surprised slash happy for the sport if we saw it. I just don't think we will. Anyway, do you want to guess my PR? Yeah. Your PR? No. Someone else's PR. We got a... What's your weightlifting PR right now? Well, we're going to find out in a couple... Yeah? Your test? Yeah, I'm going to miss it. I'm not going to get it. I already know that. The fetus mentality. But I think I'll get a new personal bet. I'm not going to get to 200. Uh, I mean, I'm going to give it a shot. If I hit like the lower weights, I'll, I'm going to keep going. But I think by the end of January, I could do it. Maybe February. You just keep going for it. Don't, I'm gonna, don't yeah, stop. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to stop. Um, I think I did 175, but it wasn't like a full. 175, man. I'm getting close. Yeah. yeah. 25 pounds away. Yeah. That's not that much. It's yeah. like the, the weight of two of these laptops <laughs> yeah exactly well yeah i'm in the i i'm somewhere in the 80s right now but that's obviously a long way away from 200 but anyway okay so here's the uh guess my pr you ready this comes from julian what's up julian Ju junior in high school okay i'd like gordon to guess my cross-country 5k pr which is blank you paying attention i thought that was it i was no. just go off his name julian yeah Cross country 5K, got it. Ready? Junior you, in high school. Do you want his other PRs? Yes. 800, 209. Okay. 1600, 445. Ooh, okay. 10K, 3741. And then half. Do you want a half marathon? 86, 31. And yeah, maybe he was at the San Diego holiday half too. <laughs> All right, workout one. 16 times 400 on grass with 30 seconds rest. He ran an average of 81. So 16 times 400 with only 30 seconds rest, he ran 81, and it was on grass. Workout two, 30-minute tempo on track, horrible conditions, he adds. He covered 4.9 miles, about six minutes per mile. So 30-minute tempo, six minutes a mile. 
Workout number three. This is the one that's going to give you a lot of intel. Five by 300, all out, six minutes rest. And use between 36 and 39. Doesn't give you the exact times. Use between 36 and 39 for five by 300. Thanks for reading. Hope this makes the podcast. It absolutely does make the podcast. Thanks for writing in. Gordon, his 5K cross-country PR. I'm doing a little, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to get. Gordon is going to the calculator. I'm going to calculate. I'm, 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 this, you can call this cheating, but. He's making his own calculator. I don't, I don't think it's cheating. So we're going we're gonna to do one of these. I mean, here's you. You start with like what you 100% know, right? Yeah. So you, you get like his, his 1600 P, PR and you're like, all right, well, 445. He's probably not able to average five, which gets you like mid 15s, right? Yeah. So you close in from that side and then you go in from the other side. It's like, all right, well, he did a. A tempo at six minutes a mile. So then you just, I got it. it. What is it? 1624. Ooh. Close. What was it? 1646. That's not bad. I'm getting better. 22 seconds. Getting better. I thought you were going to guess slow on the slower side than on the faster side. Because I that P, that's a good PR. Yeah. Guy ran. For a cross-country course, too. He's running half marathons. Yeah. I know it's more just the... I guess six minute mile pace for almost five miles. Yeah, it's eighteen thirty pace. Yeah, yeah, you're in you're in good shape. So keep working, Julian. Send us an update with your next PR. Send an update when you run the time I thought you were. Sixteen twenty four. You're not Gordon, Gordon thinks you're capable. Yeah. Right? That's the moral of the story. Gordon believes. You better not retire before that. It'll <laughs> no, no. be embarrassing. You cannot stop running until you at least run that in a five K. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna wrap it up. The guy keeps like been running since I'm seven years old. Gordon said on a podcast, I'm a failure if I don't hit this time. Like, What's a podcast? I've been trying every year. Uh, Wednesday show, not sure what we're going to talk about. If there's no other results, we'll, we'll figure out something, something fun. We'll do the... When are we doing a gift card giveaway? We might, we might move that up to Wednesday if we don't have enough. Otherwise, we're going to do it next Wednesday. Remember, next week we got shows. Or this week we have no Friday show. And then next week we have no Friday show. So the next two weeks, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday. And then we'll be back on January 2nd in the new year. Yeah. The first edition of the pod. Uh, anything else? No, man. All right. Where'd you watch? Uh, how was the World Cup? Who are you cheering for? Argentina. Watched it at my house. Tense moments. That was wild. My wife left during PKs. She can't watch PKs. What? Yeah. She can't. she can't watch PKs. Doesn't matter. Even Austin FC game. She just wasted all of her time watching that game. She's like, oh, I'm not going to watch the end. Not just that game. She watched like the majority of the tournament. She and watched then the she third place game. Refused to watch the most exciting part of the entire tournament. She hates it. She can't what deal with it. What does she hate about it? The anxiety. She hates it. So, how did she find out who won? She was outside, and then my son ran outside and told her. Was she, she getting out. text updates? No. She didn't want to know. When Austin FC was in the playoffs. I think yeah. first round or second round they had PKs. She did the same thing. She left. Okay, what if your son She'll was leave. taking a PK? That's what I told her. I'm like, she's like, I'll probably leave. She won't be able to handle anything with my kids' sports. Like, not even PKs. She won't even be able to handle free throws with 15 minutes left in the game. She's like, that's too much. I can't deal with it. Something about it. She just doesn't. She she leaves. Because you can't control it. She leaves at the end of a lot of games. Okay. She'll tune it out. She doesn't like to see people sad either. Uh, okay. So she'll watch the whole thing and then uh, people crying just too much puts drama. over the edge. Yeah. But I was getting just it's such a frustrating situation. Like if you're cheering for Argentina, it's like, it's over. Nope, it's not. Oh, it's over. No, it's not. And yeah, it's pretty wild. It was wild. I saw you jinx France though. So I did. <laughs> I was at a French bar and then my friend is from France. Yeah. 
and he was stone cold the entire time. So, Brandon says, I thought Kevin was about to say my wife left me just in general. <laughs> no, left. There was a yes, – my whole family was there. That's not what happened. She went outside of the front lawn with our youngest. It's like, I'm not going to watch it. And I said, come on. And then she said, no. And then I just know not to push anymore. I okay. Said, All right. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do I it. I would have pushed. I think soccer has this kind of interesting dynamic where people debate like who deserved to win after because sometimes yeah. one team can completely dominate yep. but because of a penalty kick here goals are few and far yeah. between you can win you know you don't really do that really in football or yeah. basketball or baseball and I thought Argentina with my amateur uh, eyes watching the match I thought Argentina deserved to win because like the first 80 minutes people are like France they're all sick yeah. that's why they're playing so bad yeah. like they had all these excuses lined up and then and then it turned France had a couple moments you know it was not underrated play because people talk about the very end of extra time. Yeah, like the France almost scored. Yeah, that was like, and I know Messi almost scored at the end of regular time, and then I think Argentina got one more yeah. chance after that. You could always go back, but that was like a really good chance because other than that, France had like very few Nothing. awesome chances. It was just a couple quick hitters. My one bit of soccer advice, though, don't give up PKs. That's just what I would do. Yeah, especially when you're up two goals. It's like don't fall start. I would just stand here. It, you know what? There's or get the stick around. There's get the a, stick around. Yeah, there is. A lot. Don't beat yourself. Yes. That is very... Beat the opponent, not yeah, yourself. That is very good advice. Like, I would just stand there and be like, you know what? The odds of you getting it past me and everybody else when you haven't had any luck all game is pretty low, especially if you're not killing Mbappe. Also, put your hands in the box. Like one guy was like this. The Argentinian guy for the handball. Like his arm was literally out here. What are you doing, man? All right. I'm a soccer expert now, like the rest of the country. Like and subscribe. Or I don't want to talk about anymore. Oh, I got posted. We, we recorded the bonus pod. Oh, you haven't posted it yet? I haven't posted it. Bonus pod is great. Christmas gifts for the world of track and field. Dear Santa. Check it out. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday. Thanks, Colt. Peace.